Welcome to the Joplin Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Hunt. I'm a local business owner, realtor, and entrepreneur. My goal is to promote community awareness and events, entrepreneurship, and let business owners tell their stories. We will have interviews with business owners, influencers, and entrepreneurs. This show is for everyone in our community that wants to learn more about what is happening in the four states. We have innovation happening right here, and I want to share that with you. All right, good morning, Joplin. We're here again with our business podcast, and today I have two guests, and they are Kelly Lay and Chris Finsky. And they are here with us from the Neosho area, and they are running a new program at the school called New Caps. And I'm going to let Kelly and Chris introduce themselves. Kelly, you want to go? Well, good morning. My name is Kelly Lay, and I am a uh, short-time resident. I just relocated back to the Neosho, Missouri uh, area after my husband uh, was raised there and moved away. We got married, and he always wanted to come home, so we came home a year ago. Uh, relocating here and was thankfully found by some people in the community to run and launch, build and launch a program called New Caps for our high school students at the Neosho High School. So I started that venture a couple weeks before we went on spring break um, and we've been building the program and went live this fall. Uh, Previously to the New Caps program and previously to living here I've spent the majority of my career and life in the, the retail world as a manager and executive for Bed Bath & Beyond. So Yeah, so you've had a big career prior yes. to all this, right? Yes. So a big corporate career yeah. and a big retail career. I mean, it was a very different job than today, but it's a lot of what I did is giving me good learning to what I want to expose the students to. So there's a lot of reflection on my point, on my part of what I did do. Um, and get me the opportunity to share that with the students now. So very different job to go from being driving sales and driving uh, growth of a company mm-hmm. into the education of our youth. But but both, great experience. Both very yeah. great experiences. Yeah. Well, good. Well, Chris, tell us about yourself. Well, my name's Chris Finsky, and um, I have been a lifelong resident of Southwest Missouri, born and raised, and I've been in education for, this is now my 25th year. And I spent 15 years teaching um, high school in the area. And the last 10 years, I uh, was out at Crowder College in the business division. And this last year, this opportunity um, presented itself to me uh, to come back to K-12 and to be the instructor for the new Capson program. And it was an exciting opportunity and challenge uh, being from Neosho uh, now. And uh, my my, uh, two sons both are in the district. Is an opportunity to kind of help the school district build something new. And professionally for me, it was a challenge to um, just uh, have a brand new program to shape it and to grow it. And uh, towards the tail end of my career, this was a great opportunity just to leave a legacy at Neo Show in Southwest Missouri with this uh, new type of program, which is very exciting. Awesome. That's very cool. So, so we, um, got connected with Skylar Wallace mm-hmm. at Flat Branch Mortgage. And well, Skylar is mm-hmm. a partner to us, is in partnership with the New Caps program in a couple ways. Not only would we leverage Flat Branch as a business that might be able to give experiences or 
opportunity of learning from a career pathway to our business students, but also just as a good mentor to our students and helping them with great professional skills that they're going to need to navigate through life. And whether that Mm -hmm. be great leadership skills or planning skills, um, we've had him, we've had the pleasure of having him come in and host some conversations with our students to teach them some great professional skills. So he has already participated with us a, a couple times as a in partnership. So That's great. Yeah, you know he. Uh, it's a conversation me and him actually had at one time about um, what's taught to kids getting ready to graduate in school and how much I think we didn't know was available. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to college, I have a bachelor's degree, but I've taken a completely different turn, you know, 10 years out of college um, and learned things that, uh, even though I think it's all been valuable, but it's interesting if I maybe wouldn't known some of this beforehand, what what would I have done or the choices I would have made different. And that's, our goal is to just launch them into the next chapter of their journey or whatever form you want to mm-hmm. use, but it we're just trying to better prepare them for that next chapter. We're not, I say our success will come as if they don't know what they want to do and we've vetted out half a dozen things that they know they definitely want to do and they still are only chasing, you know, five or six different things. They're going to be chasing different different career options and they're probably still going to change their mind down the yeah. pathway, but they if they can do it more thoughtfully and it at least gets them launched in the right direction, then we've given them uh, Mm -hmm. something that we didn't have as as youth. Uh, We didn't have a program like this either. So I didn't know what I wanted to do the day after I graduated. I just got out and started doing, and then that led me to my career and my job. Right. And I think uh, when I was brought into the equation with Dr. Cummins, some of the conversation we had, because we were both out of Crowder College for a short time, and we Mm -hmm. saw those students coming through there. So many did not have a path. They were just going to school. And so one of his goals is to shorten that time frame down of decision-making to get them in a clear path, which will reduce student debt and Mm -hmm. allow them to pursue a degree or a career. It doesn't necessarily have to be post-secondary school for these students, but to have a more focused vision of what's going to happen down the road once they graduate high school mm-hmm. so they don't go four or five years or a decade and then decide, well, this is finally the niche. We hope to expose them to what that niche will be while they're going through this program. Right. I think that's great, you know, because I think people, we're going to need all jobs, right? And going forward, there's even a big need for um Oh, like the labor type jobs, you know, whether you're working as for an electric company at linemen's or plumbers, welders. I mean, there's there's needs for all of that. And I think sometimes those jobs are put down, but they make good money doing that. And they are tied to a different kind of education. Like I think mm-hmm. that the thing that we're trying to expose the students to is that there is trade options. Right. You can go to a trade school if you have a desire to do a specific thing, mm-hmm. and make good income quickly, you can go to a trade school, learn exactly what you need to do, and yeah. be out earning your income and, and in your career much quicker mm-hmm. than a, you know, a, typically if you're going into, I'll say healthcare is one, you're going to get a mm-hmm. four-year kind of general knowledge degree before you even get to start studying into whatever the practice right. is that you've decided you have an interest in. 
and there are quicker pathways if you know what what you want to do and and they're mm-hmm. not jobs to be uh, to be ashamed of right there is e- examples are we went to um, a, an automotive place uh, Griffith Motor that is a partnership with us and mm-hmm. it is amazing it was amazing to our students how much a mechanic can make at a automotive uh, dealership yeah and that's just that's a trade like that you, is. You learn a trade, and you go in, and you start doing it, and they can still make very good money. So um, I hear about electricians and plumbers all the time, that, that mm-hmm. those are trades that are, are in high demand and have a very nice income as well. Yeah. And I would think that there's a, there's a, that idea out there, too, that like uh, a lot of high school teachers preach that you need to go to college. And right. I, I, think that's, I think there was a time for that because sure. the high demand jobs that were out there in some of the studies that we had mm-hmm. seen was that post-secondary education was going to be needed. Yeah. So, but I think it's well known among the educational circles now that college is not for everyone. Yeah. And, uh, but post-secondary training is something everyone should pursue. Mm-hmm. So that's what's great about this program is we can expose them to lots of different areas to kind of get them thinking about career-wise and then help guide them to the kind of training they need to get to that career. Yeah. And, I, and as you said, there's great opportunities uh, to support your family in all sorts of areas of jobs. There is. And, and I think it's important for kids, because I realized this once I got done with school, how important it was to be in an atmosphere after high school, because you still had some guidance, but you have that freedom. And I think you're sometimes less likely to make really large mistakes that kind of financially can hurt you when you have that additional guidance in you know when you're in college or in school or you know you still have some guidance that helps grow you as a person and you're not that 18 19 year old who's running around like a crazy person you've got you know it just i i got felt some it structure still in there. yeah some structure and, and i think that was important so yeah we, we're excited to see at the end of this first year how many students have a new outlook uh, mm-hmm. and direction because one of the things that we really stress with our students is that making mistakes is absolutely what we want want you to do now so right. you don't make them later. <laughs> yeah. So we want to be able to eliminate some areas and directions yeah. that you thought you wanted to go down. And uh, so it'll be interesting at the end of this first year of how many of these students that wanted to be a doctor might be saying, yeah, I think I'm going to maybe head to another area of healthcare because of what we've learned. So mm-hmm. by, and we can't measure that success, but we know that 10 years down the road that we've helped shorten that time frame of them finding their path. Right. So we, we will know very quickly that we've done a good job helping these students find a career of their choice. Yeah, that's good. Because, you know, like healthcare, I mean, there's a million things you can do in healthcare, you know, but people don't know that. They don't know they need an IT person. They don't know they need somebody to, you know, well, not. Absolutely the business. It is. Yeah. All kinds of people some treating patients mm-hmm. and actually hands-on healthcare providers, but the behind the scenes, there is absolutely a multitude of other ways in which yeah. you can be in the healthcare field and not be directly responsible for patients. So right. we'll take our business students and infuse them into a hospital environment, mm-hmm. possibly just to see what the behind the scenes business at, at, uh space looks like yeah um, and we are giving our healthcare students a nice dose of business um, when we not when we when dr cummins and the team in neosho and this was a whole team effort of him going out and soliciting 
not only people in the business community, but people within the community to kind of source what program they wanted to build. They did a lot of uh, viewing of different programs that existed throughout mm -hmm. Missouri. And I think the reason that we landed on being a partner with the CAPS program is that it really was about, we're gonna give you some guiding principles that we want you to instill in your program. But beyond that, it really is about what do you have in your community that can be used as the tools to educate your, your students. And so strands and interests are all determined by what exists in our community. Yeah. And we can't offer, we can offer anything, but we probably wouldn't go after a uh, an engineering and manufacturing strand if we didn't have a high level of engineering and manufacturing happening in Neosho, which we happen to. You do. And yeah. it is a strand that we absolutely will look to add mm -hmm. in the future, but the strands that we offer have to have a direct connection back to our community and what yeah. our community can offer our students. And a lot of that's retention, right? I think people think you need to leave your community, uh -huh. go far away, and maybe not come home for a long time. But there are a lot of things that happen in in our area, whether it be Neosho, Joplin, mm -hmm. Carthage. I mean, there are some of our highest paid CEOs at Leggett and Platts yeah. in Southwest Missouri. Yeah. And that's amazing. Right. And people don't realize that stuff. Well, and one of the interesting things, some of our guest speakers that we've already brought in this first semester I bet we've had four or five that said, I always thought I wanted to leave Southwest Missouri and go yeah. here. And then, but, and some did leave and now they've come back and they all, our students are amazed. It's like, wow, you know, I didn't realize that these kind of opportunities are right uh, on the front porch. Yeah, they're here. And, and they're here and there's opportunities to be had. So that's a very exciting initial outlook of what our program is providing these students is that, yes, Southwest Missouri is a place of opportunity we just have to get, have those right connections and make it happen. Yeah, that's great. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the program? Okay. Um, you know, how it got started and, and we're not the only area doing it. Yep. So it, New Caps is attached to the Caps Network, which is, we, we say its home is Blue Valley, uh, Kansas. Blue Valley School District, Kansas is, is where the hub of our program lives. And then it's branched out from there. But it exists nationwide um, across currently, we have 68 programs nationwide. And within those programs, we're touching 124 school districts in 18 states and three countries. That's amazing. And so they are very broad and mm -hmm. the learning is very different. So typically these programs are infused in traditional learning environments and then they're attached for a more rich career exploration experience. Mm -hmm. And what their goal is, so they give us these five guiding principles that they want us to follow. And then as I mentioned, beyond the five guiding principles, it really is about finding you, the areas in your community that can support, support these principles. Mm -hmm. So some of the things that we have signed up to offer our students are a professional-based learning, which we are are um, offering the students by engaging them in our community and in projects in our community. Um, responsiveness, self-discovery and exploration, professional development, and an entrepreneurial mindset. We mm -hmm. have to expose our students to those five things. Okay. And our curriculum and our experiences are built around that. So we've spent time doing personality, um, not tests, but personality um, 
like an evaluation evaluations uh-huh. to learn a little bit more about them okay um, and the example that we use is if you want to become you have a desire to do something in the future and your characteristic isn't leaning towards that being an easy career for you you may still choose to go down that path but knowing ahead of time that your personal characteristics are going to make that more of a challenge for you mm-hmm. can either better prepare you or help you decide that a different pathway might be a better um a better way for you to go for your career. Right. So every time we're building an experience, we're taking into consideration that we're offering one of those five principles to our students. And that really is the shell of what being attached to the CAPS network is doing for us. It's okay. just giving us good guidance and great mentorship and great resources mm-hmm. to be able to build that program. But they're not dictating that we have to build a program a certain way because while we have it in Monette and we have it in Springfield and we have it in Branson, everybody's program looks like it looks different and it looks like mm-hmm. something that needs to live in their community based on the needs of their community and what resources they have available to them. Right. Now, do you guys network as well with the other program, like get together and go over things that are working, not working? Well, they have, a, they have a website that provides a lot of discussion boards and things as well as I know Kelly is on a lot of conference calls and things mm-hmm. where they meet uh, periodically to, okay. especially in the age of COVID and yeah. what's working and what's not working. And she said exactly right. Our curriculum is set to design for Southwest Missouri and we have those five strands. And for our students so far, we've done, you know, professional boot camp where we've worked on professional skills. We do workshops on entrepreneurship to where mm-hmm. we partner with Crowder College. We have guest speakers from local entrepreneurs and business owners come and speak to the students about certain topics we go out to the businesses and get to visit with them um we do different workshops we've uh do the projects as kelly mentioned before all on top is we're also partnering with crowder college where they get to take a college class at the same time Mm -hmm. so they are earning credit um that is uh offered within the class it's not dual credit it is offered within the class Uh, and they will our business students will end up with six credit hours by the end of the year Awesome. And our healthcare strand will end up with four, five, five. with five. Mm-hmm. So that gives them a leg up on their college studies. Yeah. And then we also get to embed the other parts that we're providing. That's nice. That really is it. The credits for college, that's, there's so many more things available than like when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when I was in school, I think it was just your basic, your English, your history, mm-hmm. maybe a science credit. But there wasn't as much. And that, that's really nice because then they can get ahead if that's what they want to do. Absolutely. And this one's a little bit different because the dual credit is where you're actually staying in the high school, taking mm-hmm. the class. These, the students go out to Crowder College, get to experience the college. The atmosphere and, and there. The atmosphere yeah. and the classroom of what it's like with the college instructor teaching the course. So that's, that's, uh, good. that's a great experience for the students to kind of see what college is all about. Yeah. Go down that path. So a couple things that the CAPS Network is doing to support us is I do, I send on a director call uh, weekly right now because of COVID and because of the ever-changing environment that we're living in from an instructor standpoint is just learning what is going on in the other programs. I will tell you, I feel very blessed and lucky that we are one of the few uh, school districts that are having live 100%. Our, Our kids are in class, our kids are out, our students are out having, um, um, 
exploration in business. They're mm-hmm. going to Freeman Health. They're they're yeah. It's very normal for our students to be Good. honest with you, yeah. which is which is great, um, and very different than what is happening in the other programs. And that really mm-hmm. is just community based and what the requirements are and the comfort level of businesses. Yeah. So we are sharing a lot. Or we're learning and sharing. But we're getting to do it probably the more traditional way that the program was built. Allowing you to be in the community. We get to do what the program is meant to do. The great part of being able to sit on these calls, and they are are now launching strand-specific instructor calls. And they are launching a great um, tool that they added to us as a calendar to where... Because we had to do a lot of virtual learning in other areas, they're able to share those virtual learnings, which is much different. Like it used to be that if you couldn't go to an experience, you were out, right? You yeah. never, you couldn't make up for that if, if, if something was happening that day. In the land of virtual, they're now able to either share them live as they're streaming. So uh, another CAPS network might be having an event and they can, and they can just stream nice. it in and we can join or we mm-hmm. can go back to it at another time if we want to talk on that subject. So we have a calendar now where we can attach ourselves to, I know everything that's going on that they, that I can either choose to uh, grab right at that time if I have enough students that time, or I can use it for a future opportunity. But they are, they're the ones that are learning and forging forward in this world much more than we are, but they're giving mm-hmm. us great material to figure out how to create a kind of a blended approach to this learning environment. Yeah. Because I have a feeling the future is going to be filled with a little bit of everything. I would say so. And I don't think the virtual learning tool, whether that be in business or school, is going to ever go away at this point. You know, I think you're going to see a big transition in industry with those that can work from home. And they're saving costs doing that. So I think getting people used to that, even though it's... learning how to use the technology, but learning how to engage in that way. Right. Like, there is something about being... In a room with a person and feeding off of their energy. It um, is. It's hard a online. With the <laughs> people that you have yeah. to just kind of feel the temperature of the yeah. room that way. And so yeah. these students could learn that as well. Like, yeah. they're going to learn skills they didn't know they needed to learn. That's very true. For a very new true. environment. So, yeah, um, yeah the, the, net, the, the CAPS network is, is forging forward, learning a lot about how to do school in a multitude of different environments. And they're not shy of any approach. Like, get out there and try things. I tell Chris every day that every day is like learning something new. Like, we're just throwing everything at the wall and Mm -hmm. seeing what sticks as long as it's rich with content and helping our students grow, which is another big objective. Like, we just want our students to be different when they leave us than when they came to us from a, Mm -hmm. a maturity and a growth and an ability standpoint. Um, yeah. And so we're just looking for experiences that offer that. Well, in opening them up to maybe not be as shy, you know, if anybody has an interest in a business, I think I could not put words in business's mouth, but speak for a lot of them, ask. If you mm-hmm. have, you know, kids who have an interest in a field, most businesses, most business owners would allow them to shadow. Oh, yeah. All I mean, of anybody's have happy yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. You we know, had open arms provided oh, to us have. for that. And one of the things we do early with our students is have them work on developing their elevator pitch. Yeah. And it's, it's an interesting experience because yes. they don't know what an elevator pitch is when we first mention that. Right. And we walk through the processes of uh, things to think about. And, you know, it's funny. Some want to kind of memorize it perfectly and others mm-hmm. try to wing it and they forget things. And 
we let them know that you're only going to get better at it if you practice it. So when we yeah. have workshops, we have guest speakers, um, we kind of we nudge some, like, go talk to that individual. Mm-hmm. Are you, you going to introduce me? No, go do, introduce yourself. And yeah. they get better over time. And our goal, as Kelly said at the end of the year, is how much have they grown, how much have they improved. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing those signs already. Which, I bet. As an educator, it's exciting. And, uh, yeah. You know, and for the student, you start to see their confidence grow. Definitely. Yeah, a lot of it is confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have the skills today, but if you have the confidence to go talk to somebody and get your foot in the door, you'll just be 100 times further ahead. Exactly. And every one of them, after speaking to our students, are like, bring them anytime. Mm-hmm. Just pick up the phone and give me a call. Like, they're realizing that they have good qualities. And I think our businesses want to learn as much about this this next generation of workers that are coming into their workforce i mean that's this that's is true this is a big benefit to our students but this is yeah. also a very big benefit to our our businesses in our local community because yeah they're going to learn more about what the future workforce is like mm-hmm. and determine how they get those people interested in their business as future workers for yeah them. and hopefully not make the judgments without knowing them mm-hmm. ahead of time you know like the millennial get labeled yes you know and it's not not everybody's the same you know so yeah hopefully that will help the businesses maybe not be as timid or feel like they already know what they're gonna get well and i think the (laughs) other piece of that too is that it's helping the educator educators a lot more because for me i get to have those conversations well what are you looking for and then i can take those conversations and embed them into my curriculum not mm-hmm. just in the new caps, but in my regular classrooms as well. Yeah. And start working on the soft skills and the and the hard skills that they need to be ready for the workforce. So it's a good partnership between community and school that mm-hmm. sometimes you don't always see in a traditional classroom. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think it sounds like a great program. It's very cool. Yeah. So what else is going on in your program? Um, I guess I just wanted to make sure that I gave you just an overarching viewpoint of what we have going on today in the Mm -hmm. program and then where we're heading for 2020. So in, um, in 21, sorry, for 2020, we launched with a business strand and a healthcare strand. And both of those run in the afternoon. And between Chris and I, we are taking on the majority of the instruction of those uh, strands in partnership. I want to make sure that I make a huge thank you out to the people that are really supporting us. Freeman is a big part of supporting our healthcare strand. They're allowing our students in their space and helping giving them great experiences. But the other partners that we have are people that allow our students to be there instead of in a classroom when they're not on these experiences. So we have Mitchell Drug in Neosho, Missouri mm-hmm. that is hosting our healthcare strand on the days that we don't have experiences and they're not in Freeman. They're working in the uh, pharmacy, not in the pharmacy, but they're working at the pharmacy on projects or experiences or guest speakers. Very cool. And then our business strands uh, partner is Hubbub, which is in downtown Neosho. That is where our business students work out of uh, when they're not doing experience and working on projects. So we have some great supporters that are Mm -hmm. helping us build this program. And we're working on the curriculum or working on the strands for next year, which we hope to have both healthcare and business. And then we are looking to add a teacher education strand next year for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, So not only depth of strands, but we also want to broaden them. One of the other challenges we have with our program is right now we're only in the PM, so from one to three. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of interference with other curriculum that that these students want to be engaged in. So we 
as we build a strand deeper, we would let also like to offer AM classes. So okay. our goal would be next year, if we have enough interest in a healthcare strand, that we're doing it in the morning and in the afternoon. Good. And then as we continue to build year after year, we will start working with the community and working with businesses to broaden our offering. So there is, I have a list of strands that we could offer in Neosho based on the uh, businesses that exist there. Uh, we just have to build them out and mm -hmm. find ways in which to make sure we have a rich curriculum to offer. So Now financially, do you guys, is it, how is the program ran? So it is supported through a partnership between our school district, Neosho okay. School District, and Crowder College. So mm -hmm. in some cases it could be funded independently by, by those two in a normal funding manner. Mm -hmm. Some of our, I know some of my salary, and I believe some of the funding for Chris is coming from Crowder and a grant that they received. Okay. So there's multiple ways in which we're looking to fund the program to keep it mm -hmm. going. but. A lot of the expenses coming out of our school district to pay for okay. our students to be attending mm -hmm. um, Crowder College courses and other needs for the program. Uh, we're not a high expense. Sure. Um, I will tell you we've also had a couple donations from some of our business partners mm -hmm. that help us do things like give our students journals or give them supplies that they may right. need in order to achieve the goals that we're looking to achieve. So. It really is a multifaceted way of funding a program like this, but it's not coming from any one place. Mm -hmm. It's coming from a lot of people in our community pitching in in different ways okay. to bring a program like this to life. Well, good, good. Do you have anything to add, Chris? Well, I would just say that, you know, um, in the future when you're looking at funding, like some of the bigger programs out there, they have industry partners that right. really help fund those type of things. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, in a perfect world, that would be great in Southwest Missouri to find that kind of partnership where we're molding these students in a non-traditional educational manner. Mm -hmm. And uh, But as Kelly said, it's a partnership with Crowder. We couldn't do it without what they're offering as well. And with the school district's commitment, we're really, it's set up to where um, if we get the right number of students that it's not, it's offset with what we get on our attendance money that they right. get and those type of things mm -hmm. for these students but uh, we we need enrollment obviously year to year and that's what mm -hmm. we're looking to grow and as Kelly was mentioning that we're trying to grow this thing that's why we want to get the word out to those freshmen and those sophomores that are filling their years up each freshman and sophomore year that gives them more flexibility mm -hmm. to do a program like this their junior and senior year and instead of having to go to seven class periods a day yeah got a little more flexibility and try something different and that's what we mm -hmm. want the parents out there to know and, and the community members so they can say, hey, this might be a good fit for you. Right. No, I, I think it does. I think it opens them up to all kinds of new things that they would not normally get to do and experience. So it's great. That's very great. And um, and the program, how long, do you know how long it's been around? I do not know when the CAPS network was first founded. I should know that information. That's okay if you don't. Um, I've put you on the spot. It has been. <laughs> I could find out the information for you. But um, I know that I want to say at least 10 years that the CAPS network has been mm -hmm. in uh, development or in, in existence. Um, That's okay. And I would say, you know, in terms of uh, we've seen these types of programs embedded in certain vocational programs mm -hmm. through the years 
whether it be SAE, some might know that as like supervised agricultural experiences. Right. And business did that as well. And those mm-hmm. were more, they're different now because those were more uh, just job shadowing opportunities and getting yeah. that hands-on experience. This is more broad in nature. And uh, so it is different type. A lot of people might say, that sounds a lot like job shadowing I did back when I was in high school. It's different because we're mm-hmm. also shaping those professional skills and letting them explore a multitude of careers, which is mm-hmm. completely different. But the CAPS network, it's like probably about 10 years, I would mm-hmm. say, has been around. And, and mm-hmm. it's new to our area in some regards. Springfield is now coming our way. But it's, mm-hmm. uh, I th- um, hopefully it's here to stay in our area and we can see it grow yeah. in southwest Missouri. And, and then you offered the entrepreneur side of it, which, yeah. you know, I think has become very... Um, popular everybody thinks they want to be an entrepreneur maybe don't really realize the people that are you know making a lot of money on Instagram right now where they started yeah. you know so well, I think the, the thing that we're learning and the reason we have it as an overarching topic for both healthcare and business and any other strand that you participated in is that it is always a possibility that you mm-hmm. could be a healthcare provider and an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, you can be in business and be an entrepreneur, but those mm-hmm. lessons that you learn about the skills that it takes and the resources it takes are so valuable regardless of what career path you choose. And most of the people that we're engaging with are people that are in their profession, uh, whether it be a pharmacist or a veterinarian mm-hmm. or a, maybe a business owner that didn't understand that other side of of being that like we right. listen to owners of a veterinarian clinic we've listened mm-hmm. to owners of a pharmacy and their their biggest thing is is that i wish somebody would have exposed me to some of these entrepreneurial skills or knowledge mm-hmm. so that when i got to this point i was a little better prepared for it so yeah because even if you own a pharmacy you still have to be good at business exactly right and people forget that yeah <laughs> and you either have to be good at it or you have to be good at finding somebody that is good at right it yeah so you can do yeah. what you want to do yeah but knowing when to pass it off part. yeah but it's still a part and we will make sure that like this seven part series that we're doing with Crowder is walking them through the cycle of entrepreneurship, like mm-hmm. just making sure they understand what exists here, then figuring out if, if they have any desire to be an entrepreneur, and then how do you go about doing that, yeah. and how do you participate in the community that you're an entrepreneur in. So mm-hmm. we have a goal of, of everything that we're trying to achieve with that seven part series, and so we're on part, we're on Workshop number three next month. Okay. Uh, the two first two have gone great, and the third one will be wonderful as well. We actually have Toby uh-huh. Teeter, who is uh-huh. going to be part of our panel. Yeah. And then we have a lady that's coming up from Arkansas that's going to speak to um, funding at a... a um, like an angel investment, Yeah, like right? an investment, so, okay. like, like a yeah. capital, capital investment. investment. Uh-huh. Um, and then we have Stuart Puckett, who's going to speak to just... if not just, speak to going down the traditional route of creating a business plan, going to a bank, uh-huh. and, requesting and money. getting money that yeah. way. So they're going to get exposed to all the different ways in which you can find funding for the business that you have an interest in. Well, they all sound like good speakers. I do know Toby a little yeah. bit, so um, he has very interesting He's got a very everything. interesting background. Yeah, the background, what he's currently doing. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that that'll be great. Yeah. 
and in learn people learning you know the angel investor route you know finding capital investments and then normal the normal route or more normal route of banking but there's a lot of tricks to that too and um yeah from what i hear it's not the difficulty in getting the loan it's the difficulty in figuring out how you're going to pay the loan back like it's it's really <laughs> you got to figure yeah. that into your plan like it's not just about finding yeah. somebody that's going to give you the money which i think for a long time that was like I have to have a good plan because I got to be able to pitch it to somebody right. and, and then, get them to mm-hmm. do it. If you go the traditional route, you also have to have a plan that includes making enough revenue to pay, pay that for loan it. Back. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's different challenges down each route that you take because if you go down an angel investor or another investor route, yeah. they're gonna have vested interest in your mm-hmm. success. So you have to have a good plan. Yeah, so. and and they're gonna expect more from you on that route. You know. The lending side of it, you can learn a lot of tricks. It's helpful. Yeah. Um, I, because we, my husband and I invest and we own storage facilities. And so there's funny things you learn over the years that you're like, gosh, if I'd have known this day one, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know. And if, if they get anything out of it, they're going to have resources of people. Like it's not just about the learning of the topic. Uh-huh. The, the connections they're making with people that when yeah. they have a question, they can call somebody up yeah and they become a resource for them and i think the the lesson that i've learned in all of the experiences i've had in my life it is really about the people it's all about who you know and the relationships that i've made it's just about good relationships to help push you forward when things are good and be there to to help you when it's when you're struggling but yeah you are an army of many if you mm-hmm. have a lot of advocates around you. But if you think you can go through life in your bubble of just you doing your job the best you can and that's gonna get you through life, those days are, are, are don't it's, exist anymore. They don't. They don't. They don't. Banks don't lend on good faith anymore. No. You know, it's there's a lot of work behind all of it. And sometimes people get to that point and they realize that's maybe not what they want. Mm-hmm. But there's other things out there they can do too and still be successful. So yeah. no, I think that's great. Yeah, we're good. It's been an interesting time, and in the well, you picked a heck of a year to start a program. I like see. That. I think we picked the perfect <laughs> year because everybody's being very forgiving, and yeah. it's allowing us to, I think, explore a lot more than if if we had rigid walls that mm-hmm. we had to fall within. Um, we might not be so willing to just dive in and and take whatever comes our way any given day. I think mm-hmm. we're just a little bit more free thinking. And it's going to get us to a point where we have good material to then decide how to live within certain walls because sure. they will come up. I mean, the, the program will definitely have some stronger guidelines that we have to follow. But right now, the fun part is just doing a little bit of everything with everybody because we're learning a lot from our community, a lot from our school system. Um, we, again, we couldn't do it without the support of our community of our school system, of Crowder College. Mm-hmm. Like everybody is what's bringing this program to life, yeah. and it's a great process. That's good. That's yeah. good. I mean, I, and, you know, we want to grow, too. So anybody yeah. that's listening, businesses and things, look us up on LinkedIn and connect with us or uh, reach out to the Neosho School District to get mm-hmm. in touch with us. If you have ideas on projects that you'd like to partner with or tours that you would like to bring the students in and, and or guest speaking opportunities, We'll, we'll set you up, we'll connect mm-hmm. with you, and we'll work with businesses, and uh, we'll learn from each other. And right. I, I think through that process, our students will be the winners. 
Yeah, and if there's other school districts, if there's teachers or faculty listening. Teachers, parents, students, that the program mm -hmm. doesn't exist in your community, you can reach out to me as well, and I might mm -hmm. be able to guide you on a community you're connected to, or you might be a community that could be connected to us. Like, mm -hmm. we attacked it in the Neosho School District year one because of all the challenges we were faced with year one. Right. So we just wanted to get it going. But there absolutely are additional school districts that we may look to bring into our mm -hmm. program. Very few of these programs exist with only one school district. They have anywhere from five to a dozen school districts feeding students mm -hmm. into their program. And that's what we want as well. So eventually more school districts will feed into our program. We just need to know where the interest lies and build it. Right. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just a baby. It's a so process. We're, we're crawling before we walk, before we run. So yeah. um, we will eventually be welcoming a lot more school districts and we're open to any business, any business that wants to participate in any way. I think the mm -hmm. other message would be, it isn't that you have seven different things you have to do as a business. If you want to do one piece of the puzzle, you want to become a guest speaker, you want to just, mm -hmm. you want to offer your business up as a site visit because you think your business is of interest to our students. There is a multitude of ways in which you can touch the program and not any one or all is more or less important than the other. Right. It's, it's all about quantity, quality, and depth. It's just, it's a little bit of everything. Well, awesome. Well, great. Well, I thank you both very much for making the trip up here and sitting well, thank with you for me. Having us. No, we I'm excited to. It. So, part of my goal has been to get things out into the community that people don't know about. So, um, and just expose everybody that we, we are bigger than we seem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a great place true. to now call home. So. It, good. It's well, great. we're glad to have you, and I can't thank you enough. So, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. If you want to know more about something going on or see someone interviewed, let me know at amyhunt at kw.com. Thank you so much for listening.